Welcome to Creation Radio and TV. I'm your host, Mike Riddle, the founder and president of Creation Training Initiative, where we train others how to speak and teach on biblical creation. And we have a return guest with us today, Steve Hamm from Answers in Genesis. Welcome back, Steve. Thanks, Mike. You did a great job on that last one dealing with ethics and where do we get our values from. Mm -hmm. And it all depends on where we believe we came from. Yeah. Now, you've come with a very big topic again. I like big topics. And this one deals with, what, unity in the church? Mm -hmm. Can't we all just get along? Well, we can all get along, um, but we have to ask ourselves the question, uh, how do we get there? And uh, many people think, you know, well, we've, we've just got to get along by, for instance, finding some sort of common purpose together or, or not worrying about issues. Well, and, this is easy, Steve. Just do it my way. We'll all get along. Yeah, do it my way. And well, but what if my way is different to your way, Mike? Oh, you there's know, there's the problem. The problem. Yes. There is the problem. And so, really, this uh, probably this topic is is more for those who are already in the church, and we're seeing there are sometimes you know little disagreements that are within the church. Sometimes they're not actually so little, mm -hmm. and. Uh, unfortunately, we have seen the church over the years divide in, in, to a number of different, in a number of different ways. And, and that's where actually we find denominations, don't we? Yes. All, all different denominations all over the world of the Christian church. Now, the evangelicals, though, all have the one core element that we're all very strong in, and that is that, that God's Word is, is the Bible and that he gives us his gospel message, the message of Jesus Christ, and to be saved, one must repent and have faith in him. And so you could go to a, a Baptist church or a Presbyterian church who believe differently in some of those other uh, non-essential issues, but on that issue, they will be absolutely the same and, uh, and understand that there is only one way to salvation, that's Jesus Christ. Kind of like a husband and wife. We have disagreements now and then. Mm -hmm. But we, if we have Jesus Christ as our core, our center, mm -hmm. we can always go back to that and start from there. Yeah. Now, it's actually a very key point that you bring up. Because our unity... So, so if we get a bunch of pastors in a room and we say, where is our unity held? I would say that most of the pastors are going to very happily say, well, our unity is in Jesus Christ. It's in the gospel of Christ. It's, it's in who Christ is, right? Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, but I'm going to ask another question. Define Jesus Christ for me. Yes, because a lot of religions talk about Jesus Christ or mention his name, but they have mm -hmm. different views of who he really is. They do. Uh, the pastor, evangelical pastors in a room shouldn't. But, but they should be uniting in the one definition that is the true definition, that is the biblical definition. And if we go to the Bible, uh, we will see, for instance, uh, there's an incredible amount of passages that are about Jesus that help us to know who he is, okay? Mm -hmm. And actually, this is actually really important to understanding unity. Because when somebody says, oh, but my unity is in Jesus, you know, that's a very big nebulous statement to yes. make. So I'm going to say, well, which Jesus? Who's, who's Jesus? It's got to be the biblical Jesus. And here's, here's the crux of the matter. Jesus, when you read those statements about him, so you could go to John 1, 1, for instance. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word created. The Word is the light and the life. The Word became flesh. You see that all through John 1. Or you could go to places like uh, Colossians, where it talks about the fact that He created the world. He upholds everything yes. by the mm -hmm. Word of His power. Um, Hebrews says He is the express image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all 
creation and other areas for by him and through him and to him are, are all things. Jesus Christ in Philippians, in very nature God, who, who could grasp onto the throne, who did not grasp onto the throne, but he came in the nature of a servant becoming nothing born as a man. This is, this is who Jesus Christ is. Okay, so if we put all of those things together, we could say this about Jesus. Jesus is the self-existent uh, creator of all there is. He is God. He is Son of God, second in the Trinity. And yes, creator of the, of the whole universe. Uh, by the word of his power, he uplifts the whole universe. And he is the revealer of all truth. When he walked among us and in his word from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Did you get that? Jesus' word from Genesis all the way through to Revelation because he is the, the way, the truth, and the life. He is God who is the revealer of all truth. That means if Genesis 1.1 is the revelation of God, it is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Right. He's the creator of all things. Mm -hmm. So when I'm talking to that room of pastors and say, where is our unity? It's in Jesus. Okay, now let's define Jesus. So our unity must be in the Jesus who is the revealer of all truth. That must mean we should unite around Jesus' truth, right? It starts in Genesis. Yes, that's the same thing we should be doing in science all the time. And classical scientists did this all the time. They started with, let's get our definition straight first. Amen, yeah. And that's what you're saying here when we talk about Jesus. Let's start with, who do you believe Jesus really was? Yeah. Because there's just like the word Christian. What does it mean today? Hollywood's distorted that so much. People call themselves Christian mm. and don't even believe the Bible. Right, right. So we've got to say, okay, well, and, and the Bible claims to be God's truth. I mean, he, he, has, he has said that he, he breathed, it's God breathed out to yes. us, you know, and through men, not by their own will or interpretation, but men who are carried along the Holy, by the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit, by God, to give us his yes. words in 66 books in which we have them today from Genesis right through to Revelation. This is, um, it's, it's an incredible word. It's got a one major redemptive theme all the way through it. It's prophecies from different people living hundreds of years apart from each other, all point to being fulfilled in Jesus Christ. You've got incredible things in the Bible that show that it truly is the Word of God. That's amazing. When you just get into the whole study of who wrote the Bible, we always get attacked that men wrote the Bible. They penned it down, but under the authority of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. They're, they're, they, God breathed, it says, God breathed, theot neustos. He breathed out His Word through them uh, so that we get the inspired words mm -hmm. of Scripture, uh, the Word of God that has come to us through men. And it's been, it's been copied and translated, but we've been able to go back to his, historical uh, documents and see that those translations and, and, and those copies are, are very, very accurate. And the meaning's still there. Yes. Yes, they may have used different words in the translation mm -hmm. when they translate, but the meaning has yep. not been lost. So what we have in this book is truth. And it's, and it's the truth of Jesus. But here's the thing, we're talking about unity today. And, and so we've just gone off on a tangent here talking about truth, but it's not really a tangent because Jesus actually says that our unity is in his truth. In John 17, an incredible passage of scripture. John 17, Jesus, it's Jesus' high priestly prayer it's known as. And uh, he's, he's actually praying for his disciples. And he, and he says, keep them in the truth, your word is truth. And uh, make them one 
as we are one. We're saying we, as the Father, He, uh, and the Holy Spirit, there's oneness in the Trinity. So God is, there is only one God, one essence, one nature with three persons. Jesus, the, the Son, the Father, the Holy Spirit. So there's this unity in the Godhead that is so incredibly close. The closest unity, the most intimate unity, the most synergized unity that you could ever have with one essence and one nature. And Jesus is praying that we would have unity not unlike the Trinity. It is amazing. And the way he says that we are to have tr unity, keep them in the truth, sanctify them, set them apart yes. by your truth. Your I like word that is one. truth. John 17, 17. Yeah. My word is truth. Right. And then, but, you know, you, you've experienced this quite a bit, this mm -hmm. unity thing or disunity, mm -hmm. especially in the creation issue. Yes. Because yeah. we have a lot of people, a lot of different views about their, about, on creation. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it deals with the age of the earth. That seems to be a stumbling block for many in the church. Right. But I've heard some say, let's not worry about the age issue. Mm -hmm. let's, let's all come together in unity in the church and then worry about the non-believers. Isn't it funny? Because when, when people actually are saying that uh, and, and saying, let's, let's not go there. And often you're hearing, let's not go there because that's an issue that, that, that brings, it's a divisive. Have you ever heard somebody say, this yes, is a divisive issue? Divisive. This is a divisive issue. How can just an issue, just a, a, you know, writing on a piece of paper, something that is, an idea does not have to be divisive. In fact, the only thing that is really divisive is whether we're in the truth or not. Right. Man's opinions tends to be the divisive issue. Okay. It's God's word is not. Jesus is actually not saying, um, you know what, you just need to find the issues that you can come together on. That's, you find that nowhere in Scripture. But in Scripture, you will, you will hear him say this, keep them in your truth. Keep them. Now that means that a church can't just make up its rules on how they establish unity. Mm -hmm. In other words, we're going to establish unity by not dealing with this issue or this issue or this issue in the Bible. There's no issue in the Bible that's divisive. The only thing that's divisive is whether we're walking away from the truth or not. The only way that, that in the church we can affect unity is if we walk away from the truth and we're affecting disunity. You see what I'm saying? Yes. He says, keep them in your truth. And where did we see Jesus' range of truth is from before? Jesus' range of truth, his scope of truth, is from the first verse in Genesis all the way through to the end of Revelation. Yes. You know, things haven't changed at all. Reading the Bible, where they had to make the statement, for there is mm -hmm. no other gospel. Because right. people were trying to make up other gospels, right. just like they're doing in the creation issue. And the early church fathers had to deal with that. Actually, if you want to do some serious looking, go and look at uh, one of the early church fathers, Cyprian, and he wrote about church unity. And, and the whole point he was making was people who were, who were coming out with, with heresies like the Gnostics and, and other people of their time, and they were trying to tempt people away from the one truth that is in Scripture. You know, I've, I've learned about unity a long time ago mm -hmm. in the United States Marine Corps. When the colonel said, you will, that was unity. We did right. that. There was no questioning that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and, and that's the same with Jesus. Is Jesus not our ultimate colonel? I mean, he's much higher ranking than yes. the colonel, of course. But um, if, if Jesus has given us his truth and he's the creator, let, just think about that. I'm, I'm not 
talking about some person who doesn't have a lot of power, you know, when I go to the beach and I try to build a sandcastle, and if I can try and build one as tall as I am, I'm, I'm out of breath at the end. Jesus is the creator who formed land to come out of the water. He pushed mountains, the highest mountains in the world, up. This is, this is the power of Christ. This is the power of who Jesus is. And he says, it's my truth. Yes, and people are just rebelling against that. Mm -hmm. And again, going back to the creation issue, uh, the world has influenced the church so much, and so many of our church leaders, they just don't want to follow the plain words that Jesus gave us. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? Uh, and, and I think this is a good question to, to ask uh, that, that we should answer. You know, what do we do when uh, somebody comes up to us in the church and says, I believe in millions of years, I'm not going to change my mind, I've heard your arguments, I don't want to have anything to do with uh, what you're saying about reading the history in Genesis 1 and 2 as literal history. I'm going to believe in millions and millions of years and I think we should still be united regardless. And, and my answer would be something along the lines of this. It would be, well, let me just define unity for you for a moment. Unity isn't something that you and I can establish. Unity is something that is kept in Jesus Christ. Now we already have unity. If you're a believing brother or sister, you've, you've, you believe in, you're trusting in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. We've got unity in Christ. There's no doubt about that. But in some areas, we could be disunited. And, and in this area, this is what Jesus has said in his word. You're choosing to believe the world's philosophies rather than God's word here in Genesis 1. In this one, you're walking towards the world rather than to Christ. So you're, you're creating the disunity in this one area that we have, but I would still call you my brother and sister, brother or sister, because you're, you're understanding the true gospel unity that we have in Jesus Christ. Well, you just exercised one of the, the scriptures I know you use the answers Genesis a lot, 1 Peter 3.15, where to have a ready answer, ready defense, and that's what you just mm -hmm. did, but you also did it with gentleness and respect. Absolutely, and we, and we should, because there are going to be brothers and sisters that are going to be spending all of eternity with us, right, who are, are not getting it right on this issue. But people would then say, um, well, if, if they're still going to be in heaven with us and, then, and they're you know, not getting it right in Genesis, what does it matter? This isn't important then because they're, you know, Genesis isn't going to save them, okay? Uh, well... That, that might be true. It's not a salvation issue. Or directly a salvation issue. At least not directly. Yeah. But what we are saying, was it, it's, it's definitely not a salvation issue in, in that the only way to salvation is by repentance and faith in yes. Jesus Christ mm -hmm. alone. Okay? It's not by um, believing in a young earth in six literal days. But it does have an impact on how we understand the gospel. And it is having an impact on how... Uh, particularly the next generation, is believing the trustworthiness in the Word yes. of God. And if we want to talk about disunity, have a look at the amount of the next generation that is currently walking away from the church because they're saying, I can't believe in this anymore because of you know millions of years, evolution, it's not consistent with God's Word, I don't know if I can believe it's history, therefore I don't know if I can believe it's gospel message. And I, I would also understand that if they've, they're, they're saying they don't believe in his gospel message, then they never have. And, and being in church doesn't make them a Christian. But don't we want them there? Yes, we do. We want them there so that they can hear the gospel 
and so that they might be saved. But we want them in the church, like you just said, to hear the gospel, the truth, not mm -hmm. another message from the world. Right, right. We, you know, the moment we say we've got to believe the world's philosophies rather than God's word, uh, what we're saying is what sort of unity can we have in this scripture? Which bit do, do we unite? And we're choosing which bits to unite over. We yeah. can't choose that. This no, is God's can't. word, the whole lot of it. Yes, uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scriptures God breathed and mm -hmm. all of it is good for teaching and rebuking and, and for doctrine yeah. so that we can be thoroughly equipped. Yep, complete, fully yes. equipped for every good work. So that, that is, um, it, it's, it's just such uh, an important issue. Yes, and by bringing in millions of years mm -hmm. that we don't find in the Bible anywhere, mm -hmm. what does that do to our witness? And you really hit on this, it's affecting the next generation and large percentages are lacking confidence in God's word because they're being bombarded by the world and the public education system and unfortunately in some Christian universities and schools about how God used evolution and evolution must be true somewhere along the line. Yeah, and what we need to do is we need to start and have this confidence in God's word. And rather than saying, I need to listen to what the world, uh, world is saying so that we can somehow fit it into God's word because God's word is somehow unclear, mm -hmm. you know, but the world is clear, uh, that's actually not the case. Yes. It's God's word that is clear and it shows us the obscurity of the world, really. Yes. And so Christians need to understand something. If we're going to have unity with each other, we need to understand our position. We need to understand who Jesus is. We need to understand the de definition of unity, but we need to understand our position in Christ. And our position in Christ is that uh, we have come to Christ because in believing in Christ, we believe that he has died and risen from the dead, right? Mm -hmm. And in believing that, we believe that we have died to this world and risen with him in new life, don't we? And so... Uh, we've got to understand something. If that means that we're in new life in Christ, that, that's what a Christian is, we're dead to the world. And a lot of people think, okay, well, you know, we've got a new morality. No, it's not just a new morality. Everything about us is new. Yes. We have a new philosophy. We have a new thinking. We have a new being. Everything about us is yes. new. Yes, Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and Mind, Mind. Yep. yes, everything. Everything, and, and, and Galatians says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Christ and his truth, from Genesis to Revelation, who lives in me. And, and the life that I now live in the, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Or Paul, who, who wrote, God forbid that I should both save in the cross of Christ my Lord, who crucified me under this world and the world under me. So why would I want to go looking after the world's philosophies yes. um, to try and put them into Scripture when I'm crucified to the world? Yes, as Christians, when you just gave those Scriptures, we should be seeing His Word as our authority in all matters, mm -hmm. not just some that we pick and choose, but no. all of them. That's Even everything. when it looks like the world has gone the other way and we don't look good in the world's eyes. Right. You know, Jesus didn't compromise, and that's why He went to the cross. One of the reasons they nailed him to the cross, he would not mm -hmm. compromise. He'd say, oh, I'm sorry, how about this? We just, maybe a little bit of this. Yeah, and they taunted him to come off, yes. right? Yes. But his purposes will stand, yes. and, uh, and his way is, is straight, and it's narrow, mm -hmm. and it's true, and he is the light, and he is the only light. Yes. The only way to the Father is through the Son. And so when we, have, when we have this truth, the world thinks it's narrow, 
even there are people in the church who even think that you know our, uh, the truth is is narrow but that's exactly the definition of it it, it is it's yeah. narrow there is only one way and this is like many other things if we change one piece mm -hmm. in the bible it can affect many other components of what we believe about the bible and that's especially true with the creation issue when we put millions of years in there it mm. does affect our view of even the gospel mm. And the foundation of the gospel. It, it can do. It can sway people to be thinking the wrong things yes. about the, uh, the gospel mm -hmm. eventually. And if they're consistent, if they're consistent with that evolutionary type of worldview particularly, because, you know, oh, okay, well, we're just really from ape-like creatures. There wasn't really a, a, a true literal atom. There was only a, a, a mythological atom. Well, you know, why did Jesus have to die if, yes. you know, because mm -hmm. Adam's sin results in death, but it's only mythologi mythological. Why did Jesus have to physically actually die? And so sometimes it can result, if they're consistent, in people questioning the actual physical death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that, that can be a real problem. Well, let me throw one more at you. I just got to throw mm -hmm. this at you. Don't all religions point to the same God? Yeah, no. No, okay, that was How's a good that? one. You that like that? That's just like uh, that. a one-word answer. Um, you know, the reason that we can say no is because we don't have to try and unite with everybody around some common purpose just to show some false sense of love because unity really is in the truth. And uh, the Bible says the only way to the Father is through the Son through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we remember, we've already seen in the scripture that defines very, very clearly who Jesus is. He is God, fully God, who became man, fully man, both fully God and fully man, the mediator who took our punishment on the cross and rose again. And so that, that message in itself defies every other religion in the world. It is only one truth and that is in in jesus christ so love true love for mankind isn't oh i'll accept your view as true and your view is true and your view is true there's no love in that because that's willingness to send people to hell yes uh, but here's the love hey listen you've you you need to hear the one truth of how you can be saved and that's through jesus christ well, let's end on john three sixteen on that one mm -hmm. i think that is a great one alone john three sixteen. well for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life and you can be united with christ you can be united with his church actually john says in first john he says this is this is that which they saw and they heard and they even touched there is a historical witness of this true jesus who came and if you come to him if you come to him in faith in repentance and faith you can come into unity not just with the church who believes this same truth but into unity with your creator who is willing to save you you've been listening to steve ham from answers in genesis on christian Unity. What a powerful message again, Steve. Thank you so much for the work you're doing out there for Jesus Christ and helping others understand true love and true unity. Thank you. God bless all of you. If these lessons had been a blessing to you, you might consider financially supporting the Ministry of Creation Training Initiative. You can do this by going to our website, creationtraining.org. Again, that's creationtraining.org. Your tax-deductible donation of just $20, $50 or more a month, or a one-time gift of any amount will make you an education partner in building an army of Christian educators 
who can teach the biblical account of creation and train others to be able to defend their faith and be biblically faithful to God's word as it states in 1 Peter 3.15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Thank you.